0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bell Ringers podcast. Colin Daly alongside Benjamin Goldstein and folks, the time has come. Pitchers and catchers are in Clearwater. They're in Florida. They're even in Arizona right now. The Phillies guys, they are down in Clearwater getting in all of their work. I don't know about you, but it has been a long time coming for this, and I'm glad that time has finally arrived. What, what do you think of? What do you think about that?
1: Uh I I love it. I spring training is one of the. It's a good time of the year, especially when it first gets underway. You see the guys in the jerseys, and you know it's um it's fun. You hear the the cleats clicking on the on the um on the uh on the pavement, and it's just you saw a picture of Charlie Manuel today. He looks good and. It was, uh, it's good to be back to Phillies baseball. It's been a long off season, kind of a boring off season after having a bad taste in your mouth from the NLCS. But it's good to be back, Colin. It's good to be back.
0: I agree. So we have a couple of things we want to talk about today. Where should we start?
1: Let's start with what came out most recently with Zach Wheeler.
0: Yeah, so give us the recap on that first.
1: So the Phillies and Zach Wheeler have begun contract extensions. Um, Reporters in Clearwater talked to Wheeler yesterday, and Wheeler said, if I can find the tweet, Wheeler said that the Phillies and he have started negotiations on a potential contract extension, Wheeler's – Contract is up after this season. Uh, it's early in the process. Wheeler said, um, he said, it, hopefully it'll happen before spring training is over. Uh, he also said that he loves it here and that they are happy. Um, so right. it's kind of like an Aaron Nola situation. Wheeler, it sounds like he wants 40 million a year. Does he deserve it? Probably. Um, and I think, uh, I hope this gets done before... The season starts we don't have to worry about it during the season
0: yeah i agree i mean have you have you seen the video version of any of his interviews because in all the interviews that he's done in the last couple of weeks he's made it very clear he wants to stay in philadelphia he's happy where he is he's happy with the phillies and i think that's the most promising thing we've seen from these conversations so far i mean in that most recent one i did see the video he made it very apparent philadelphia is where he wanted to be and that is a huge thing when you're, when you're looking at contract extensions Especially for a guy who could really go anywhere. And probably 20 of the 30 teams would give him as much money as he asked for um, with how good he's been over the past four years. So, in Especially my eyes, in the
1: postseason, the postseason as well, he has been the Phillies' best pitcher in these last two postseasons. He's just so valuable. And if the Phillies just cannot let anything happen to Zach Wither for the rest of his career, um, and hopefully sign him up 40 million a year. I think he deserves it. You can look at a five year. I don't know the exact money, 40 million times five, but whatever that is, I think that would be a good deal for them. And just whatever works for both sides. I mean, if I'm the Phillies, I'm kind of giving Zach Wheeler what he wants. I know it's easier said than done, but he deserves it. And if they could lock up Wheeler and Nola for the rest of their careers in the same offseason. That's a pretty good off season. Oh yeah.
0: Absolutely. Now also the most recent reports coming out, John Heyman, um, who I believe is from MLB Network, was mentioning that he believes that the Phillies are potentially in store for making another big move. And I believe the quote was that he wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies had one more big move in them this off season. Which, I know, can we call it the offseason anymore? I don't know.
1: Um, I mean, it's – I mean, players can still be signed. I think it's the offseason. It's the – I mean, I, th- I think really it's – it is. It's a it, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's the offseason until games – spring training games start, and then it's preseason.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair.
1: That's fair. So, like, late Which February. Which, folks, is
0: not too far away. I believe we are within – a week of exhibition games starting, which is something to keep an eye out
1: for. That is crazy. As those come close, That is that absolutely is crazy. Absolutely
0: insane. <laughs> i got a question for you.
1: I might have an answer.
0: So last season, there was the hype about Alec Boehm coming into the season. They said that he gained all this muscle, gained some weight. He's going to be a power hitter. And while Boehm put up great numbers this year, wasn't really the outcome that a lot of fans were expecting in terms of his power numbers. Now the same thing this year is happening with Johan Rojas. Obviously their struggles and their experience level are on very um, different stages. Yes. What do you expect out of Johan Rojas this year? And what is just your entire opinion on where the Phillies' outfield depth is at right now?
1: I like the outfield depth as it is. People are forgetting Christian Pache is a Philly. I think Pache... Is I I don't love Christian Pache, but he has come, he has been fine for the Phillies. And I'm good with him playing in the outfield if he needs to. That said, moving back to Johan Rojas, if Johan Rojas can hit the ball, that would be the exact thing I'd want him to do. Last off, last season, the guy couldn't hit save his life. Except for right. that one at bat in the tenth inning against the Pirates to send the Phillies to the playoffs, and that walk off. Other than that, Johan Rojas was virtually unable to hit the baseball, especially in the postseason. Which I mean, it was his first postseason. So right. the guy's what? Tw- was twenty two. Um, I we I think you know he's it was his first. He didn't play half the season last year. I think the expectations. Need to be lowered at least for the first month or so from Rojas, until he has officially played half of a season, and then I think. Yeah, I if, agree. I think if Johan Rojas figures out how to hit a baseball, he doesn't need to hit home runs. He's just got to drive the ball, get on base with his Not speed. Gonna hit home runs? No, but he. I mean, his muscles that he posted on Instagram. The guy looks like he can hit a ball four hundred fifty feet, but he's Johan Rojas. Um, But if he can hit a ball that brings Schwarber and Turner up behind him in this dominant Phillies lineup, I mean, he's basically a leadoff hitter at this point, Rojas. Um, I I, I think Rojas is going to be fine hitting. Defense, we know what we're going to get. Great defense. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what we get from the hitting. I think it'll be better than what we got last year.
0: And, well in the regular season Rojas was a great hitter. did he finish the season hitting over 300 I can't remember
1: uh I can tell you right now
0: something makes me think that he just he finished just under 300.
1: Rojas last season 302 wow the guy just could not hit the baseball in the postseason In the
0: postseason yeah I mean it, it was it was like a, a switch just completely. Completely flipped with him. And I understand that when you get into postseason baseball, you know, the caliber of pitchers that you're facing is going to increase significantly. But that said, I I think he faced some very good pitchers and had success against those same pitchers during the regular season. The difference is that he did not look prepared in the postseason. And I'm sure he was prepared, but I think he was nervous. He was up there. He swung at pitches that he wouldn't usually swing at. He looked like he didn't have one consistent approach in similar situations it, it, just, it just seemed like he was outmatched every single time he got to the box and i think that's something we can only get with experience right if there was some sort of issue where he couldn't make contact or he um had this crazy mechanical issue didn't display enough athleticism, like those are things that i think are incurable but with a guy like rojas i think he only has room to improve so i really do think people are overreacting about the outfield situation i'm not totally sure how i feel about christian pache he had some big moments for the phillies last year especially that game against i believe it was aj puck in the Miami marlins um but i don't know to what extent we can count on pache to be a huge asset for the phillies this year i think that might have been a bit of a one-hit wonder i do remember correctly when he came back off the injured list he had that screw removed from his elbow, and I don't think he was as productive at the plate um, when he came back. So,
1: Well, I mean, that is Again, what the offseason is for. So. Exactly,
0: and we'll figure that out with
1: time. Johan Rojas in the postseason last year, guess his OPS.
0: Has to be under 300.
1: G- give me a number. 221. 276. Wow. You want to hear his batting average? Is it above or under 100? 0.093. Yikes. On base percentage of 114. He struck out 15 times in 45 plate appearances, and he had four hits. He was four for 45 in the postseason. That's rough. And he did have a triple, a double and a triple. So four of his hits were doubles and or two, half of his hits were extra base hits. I couldn't
0: even remember one of them to tell you
1: the truth. He did not have a single RBI, and hit one walk, huh. and he zero stolen bases, which is concerning. But
0: we only got on base how many times? Uh five. Well, yeah, that kind of explains it there, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that is definitely gonna be interesting to see how how that progresses. <sighs> Wanna
1: talk what are you about Jordan for? Montgomery?
0: Well, before we get there, what are you looking forward yeah. to spring training? What are the what are the things that you have your eye on?
1: Uh, John Crux commentary being back.
0: Oh, that makes me so happy. Is he broadcasting <laughs> any of the spring training games? I feel like he doesn't usually do those.
1: Uh I'll probably do a few. I mean he lives in Florida in the off season. That's so. true, that's true. I'm sure he'll be there. We'll see to what extent. Um, it's always good to see Charlie Manuel in a dugout. Um, he was back That's today, awesome. which is incredible, that photo of him. He looks really good after his um, his medical emergency he had in September or October last year. I don't remember the exact date, but he looks good. He's up and moving, so that'll be good. Hopefully he throws out the first pitch for opening day. That'd be awesome. Um, and you can go to opening day and more Phillies games and spring training games and anything, concerts, live shows, any sport with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket buying app. That makes buying tickets so easy. They have sponsored all 47 of these podcasts. Um, you can go to SeatGeek and use code Philly Sports Report to save twenty S- dollars off your first purchase. Hold that S again. It's on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, it's Philly Sports Report. P-H-I-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-P-O-R-T. Hold that L-B-S. S. $20 off your first Seeking Purchase. Thank you to Seeking for sponsoring this episode and podcast. Indeed. As always. Well, Ben, you're going to have to help us out with
0: the agenda today because I have it on my phone and I have the camera on my phone, so... This is all on you You're you're leading the episode
1: Well we've gone through the Wheeler contract Talked about pitchers and catchers We talked about the outfield death Let's talk about Jordan Montgomery And Blake Snell And Emmanuel Classe And some guys that the Phillies Might sign Colin I mean I know you have all these sources And everybody's telling you everything Um, of course, yeah. I have the all the background, background. Are the Phillies going to sign anybody? No. Roster set. Darn. So the Phillies have been rumored to be around with uh, Jordan Montgomery, left handed from Texas, Blake Snell, the left handed from San Diego, Cody Bellinger, the outfielder from Chicago, and Emmanuel Classe. The closer from Cleveland. Howard Eskin, I believe, reported on on Class A. I don't remember who was Snell. And I think it was – I don't remember who was – I think it was John Heyman was Montgomery and Bellinger. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on it. Uh, But it was – it was Bob Nightingale was on Bellinger and Montgomery. So, we'll see if any of that really happens. I but it sounds like the most possible is Jordan and Montgomery on a 1 to 3 year deal. Um is what it's sounding like, which I I would love.
0: So, how would a rotation look in that
1: scenario? I would do Nola. Nola's going to start opening day no matter what. It's going to be Nola Wheeler, Montgomery Ranger, Taiwan Walker. If they want to do a six man rotation, they can do Spencer Turnbull or Christian Sanchez or, or Christopher Sanchez.
0: Better be Christopher Sanchez.
1: I think it will. If that man Spencer isn't Turnbull. in the rotation. You're not a fan of Spencer Turnbull, the Bull? Put the horns up. You mess with the Bull, well, you get the horns. I'd title.
0: almost rather see. Yeah, I'd love to see Turnbull in there, but <laughs> it happening without an injury. Yeah, I mean, I think just... Turnbull is a great, signing.
1: great yeah. signing
0: for the Phillies. It makes a great. ton of sense. Highly touted to prospect, a guy that you can probably work with at some point, whether that be in the minor minor leagues or major leagues, to really hone in his mechanics. A great guy for um, Caleb Cotham to work with and uh, – Develop, but it's like one of those things. I think you mentioned this on Twitter. It's extremely, extremely low risk and potentially a high reward.
1: Yeah. I mean, Turnbull, I can look up his stats right now from before he had Tommy John surgery, Tommy John surgery in 2022. He didn't come back very good this year, but he is still, uh, before then he was, he was good. Um, so let me see if I can find it here. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh Turnbull, he's 31, career ERA of 4.55. But when we came back from Tommy Johnny a 726 ERA. But before that, in 2021, he had a sub-three ERA. I mean, there's only nine starts, but he was pretty good in 2020 and 21, um, before that arm surgery. So if the Phillies can Make him if the Phillies can get him to return to that level, he's going to be like he could be solid in this Phillies rotation.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, he's, um, like I said, he is a guy where you do not know what you're going to get out of him, and sometimes there's the best signings, right? Like, I know people have been mentioning you know, who's going to be the 2022 Andrew Bellotti, who's going to be the 2023 Jeff Hoffman. I think that if Turnbull gets an opportunity, he could be one of those guys. I think there are a lot of people who could be one of those guys. I think it could be a Griffin McGarry. I think it could be even David Buchanan, who the Phillies picked up just a couple of days ago. I mean, at similar, he's a little older, but not a little, a lot older, but similar situation is Turnbull. He was once a big prospect who people thought um, was going to pan out to be a, a an all star caliber player. So. It's going to be – has been so fixated on the outfield during the offseason and talking about Bellinger, Bellinger, Bellinger. I'm fascinated by this pitching staff.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think there are so many options that the front office has and Rob Thompson has to turn to right now. They could really shape this in a unique way, maybe even throwing one of those guys in the bullpen, especially if you can, and seeing if they can spark fire somewhere. So I'm super curious to see how Sam Foll, Dave Dombrowski, uh, what's the other guys – what's the other dudes? Ned Rice. To, yeah, they're going to um.
1: Who is Net- shape the team. Who Who is that last Ned guy? You said? He's
0: Who the uh, he's Sam Fold's number two guy.
1: Okay, well Sam Fold doesn't do anything as it is, so.
0: Oh, I'm sure he does. <sighs> Dave so- Dombrowski. This is this is a baseball pet peeve I have been, is that people just associate a single name with the team, and most of these guys don't even have the same titles. Like Matt Klementak is not equivalent to David Dombrowski. Matt Klintak was just the guy in the front office that everyone decided to criticize.
1: Well, he was the general manager. He, Dave Dombrowski's not the general manager. It depends on who's making the moves. Klintak had control of the moves as the general manager. They had that other goofball as the president who really – he was in on the moves, but it was Klintak who ended up having the final say. For the Phillies now, it's Dave Dombrowski who's taking president – he is overall – baseball operations guy he is the guy making the deals um that's dombrowski it used to be klentak they fired klentak and now it's dombrowski um and then you have sam fold who's obviously in there because he's the general manager um john middleton of course the owner he of course has the final say um but it's it's dave dombrowski currently making the moves and it was my contact they it some like the Flyers, they have a general manager and a president, but the president doesn't make all the moves. It's more the general manager who's more on hands. Um, the Eagles, they don't even—I don't think—I don't even know who they have a president, but the general manager Howie Roseman does everything. Uh, Sixers yeah. president does everything. Their general manager used to do everything, but he was so bad at it, they hired a president. Um, so that's kind of what happened. That's kind of Daryl Morey and Sam Fold's thing. Dombrowski's head of baseball operations, Sam Fold is just kind of his puppet that's there with him.
0: Well, That's not true because they, they do split up the work. I, I, I read. Some oh, I'm sure, but I just I just okay, like I to make fun they, of Sam they, Fold
1: because he's so relevant. Well,
0: yeah, because so I know they said Ned Rice was a big factor in the signing of somebody. I can't remember who it was. Might have been it was it's one of the guys two years ago. Either yeah. Castellanos or Schwarber, one of the two. I want to say, I think he was a shorter guy. But because he was, uh, the, like interim, G- he was the interim GM at one point, Ned Rice. So, anywho, we got distracted. <laughs> Give us your screen training predictions. Before we wrap this up, I want three guys who you think are going to be breakout stars this year.
1: Three guys.
0: I'm going to write mine down right now so I don't forget them.
1: Put me on the spot here.
0: I know uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't run this
1: by you. Yeah. I think Johan Rojas looks better. I'm not gonna say he's a breakout, but I think it looks better. I think Alec Bohm is gonna look good as well. Uh and my third, probably a pitcher. Colby Award. Give me some Colby Allard. I think that's also another low risk signing. It's another Caleb Cotham project. That I am kind of not a huge fan of, but I, I don't hate it. Um so give me that. Give me Kobe Allard mm. breakout.
0: Do you think Kobe Kobe Allard has a spot to make the roster? No. Even if it's in the bullpen? No. So he's, he's just uh, gonna do no. all that awesome
1: Bull I think bullpen and... possibly. I think bullpen possibly, I think it's gonna be a fight for that like a couple bullpen spots between Allard and um What's-his-face Turnbull and that old Beckerman. Like, and um, there's probably another guy to throw in there as well. But, I mean, I, I think no matter what happens, this team is already set. And I think it was set on uh, after Game 7 of the NLCS. Um, this, this is the team. I, I remember saying it on that podcast. Nothing's going to change. Um, so we'll see if I'm right or wrong about that. But that's what I think.
0: Okay. I got one for you.
1: Oh boy! I I mean, I don't know if I should really trust you because you did say that Peter Borges was one of the most lovable Phillies in last last episode, which I actually posted on all of our sites, and you got some traction. You you did get some traction. Yeah,
0: that's great. Well, I can tell you, my my list here is a little bit more normal. Um, Okay, I can I can assure you that. Um, all right. Number one, I, I think this is a pretty typical one that you're going to hear from a ton of people, and that's Mick Abel. Um, I, I think that's. I think if you asked, you know, a hundred Phillies fans this question, I think a lot of them are going to tell you Mick Abel. I mean, he is he's one of their biggest pitching prospects right now. He's young, he's big, and he's a guy who can overpower with the fastball. He's got a good curve, good slider. Um, he, he has all the tools, and at this point, it's just whether or not he can utilize those tools in a game situation and if he's able to do that and effectively match major league hitters, he's going to ride right into major league success. My second guy, who I think that this is going to be a little controversial. That's okay. That's what I am. Controversial. Um,
1: Peter, Borges. a guy
0: that no one liked last year. And I have, and I hated this guy more than anybody, but I could not deny that he has talent. And that's junior Marte. <sighs>
1: forgot about Junior Marte.
0: He throws gas. He's big, he's strong. And he has really good stuff. If he can command it and not throw his breaking balls like right down the middle, he could be a serious weapon out of the Phillies bullpen. I think he's a few mechanical adjustments away from being a very viable option in a big league bullpen. So I think that if he's treated right in in training camp, Junior Marte, breakout star.
1: I think it would be great... I think he would have been better if he wasn't used as heavily as he was last season. He, he had no role. Rob he Thompson. No role. Rob Thompson went to him so many times, so many unnecessary um, appearances from Marte, and a lot of them were very bad. Um, but I think if he can get a role in this bullpen and have a consistent schedule, and I think he could be okay. Um, I'm not gonna say right. good or great, but I think it could be. F- Good enough to have a role. Um, this bullpen's pretty, pretty, um, pretty packed right now, so this guy, he could be one of those guys fighting from one of those spots too. Um, so we'll, we'll see what really happens yeah. when it comes down. And to here's
0: it. how I see what happened for Marte Lester. I think he got a little screwed over by management. Um, he came up. He was the mop-up guy, right? That that was his role. He was the mop-up guy. He actually he did well in that role in the beginning. He was a good. I like a thumbs up.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it's just so happened. <laughs> I don't know, you know what that so was. Now, if you're watching on the YouTube, you just got a thumbs up. I don't know what just happened. If you're not, then you just missed that. You should subscribe to the YouTube channel. Free plug. You should do that.
0: Anyhow, um, he last year, Junior Marte comes up. He's the mop-up man, right? And he, he did well in that role. Rob Thompson and the rest of his, his team recognized that, and they started putting him in some higher leverage situations. And when they did that, they realized, hey, I guess Marte is still gonna to have to be our mop-up man. He was just used so frequently, like you mentioned. I think, and that when you have that that sudden change of routine, and there's a, no other move to reciprocate or complement that, then I think it it really messes with a pitcher's ability. And I think that I think Junior Marte fell victim of that in 2023. And I think that if he's put in a better position this year, he could be a very, um, very scary part of the Phil's pen. And you're not gonna like the last one. But it's just, it's just going to happen. It has to, because it's the Phillies' way. Scott Kingery. Hey, the yearly Scott Kingery. He's due for one of his, like, oh, I'm back. He's due for one. He a, didn't get called up season. at all last year. Yeah, I think so. Called up and played an inning the year prior. He's due. He's the national.
1: He he he. Uh, Kingery has a ring. He has a national League championship ring. Are you giving me these thumbs up? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I guess the street. I guess what we're using our system likes your uh, likes your takes. But yeah, I I could see Kingery doing that thing. I don't think he'll make the roster, but I. No, I, I don't either. either. Um, the Phillies were saying they want another utility guy. Um, that can play everywhere, Um, that can come in whenever. He's your guy. Um, what are your thoughts on a Matt Veerling reunion? <laughs> uh, I would love it. I met Matt
0: Veerling. I've met Matt Veerling as well. He's a cool guy. Training. He is a very cool guy. He signed my hat, and then he hit a triple. So he signed
1: like Matt for that. Yeah, I mean, you're the you're the he signed one of baseball and then um, he gave me some popcorners. So, some what did he give you? Popcorners. You know, what popcorners are like the food. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh they're,
0: they're like the the fake popcorn you buy at the grocery store, right? It's the
1: chip, the chip popcorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, That's weird. Yeah, It was like nice snack. He got some popcorn. He's like, "Yeah, you want some?" He's like, "Sure." And then he gave me some boxes to give to somebody. So you know, Matt really getting me involved. But yeah, cool guy. Very cool guy. Very cool. Anyway, um, we have anything else to talk about? Do we miss anything? I don't think so. I'm just glad baseball's back. Baseball is. Episode 47. Thank you to SeatGeek. Subscribe. Rate us. Follow us. Follow me. Follow Colin. Follow Bellringers. Follow 3Sports Sports. Everywhere. Twitter. Instagram. TikTok. Facebook. Threads. Threads. Hmm. Uh, Bellringers is on Twitter. X. Um... you're watching on youtube and you want to listen podcasts podcast apps we're there if you're on podcast apps listen on youtube thank you for watching and listening see you
0: thanks everybody